Welcome back to the South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast by Ohio State fans for Ohio State fans from the West Coast. I'm your host, Zach Moore. Today is Wednesday, October 18th, 2023, and I'm very happy to be joined once again by fellow South Stands contributor Paige Van Horn from Denver. PVH, how's it going, buddy? Going great, buddy. Going great. Excellent, excellent. Short week. Happy to be here. Wonderful. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> all right. We're also joined by fellow contributor Chad Plummer from Cleveland CP. What's the word from the 216? What's up, guys? You know, it's like I, I woke up above ground today and the sun was actually out in Cleveland, <laughs> so I'm fucking winning, man. It's all good over here, the 216. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. The odds of those two things happening are pretty low. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's lining up, man. Oh, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's actually gorgeous here. High 70s. Uh, you know, we're getting our summer oh. here, as we always do in San Francisco during October. So we are back with you today to preview number three, Ohio State's huge showdown with number six, Penn State, in the horseshoe this coming Saturday. But first, PBH, do you have any thoughts you'd like to share on last week's 41-7 win over Purdue in West Lafayette? Not really. I, I, I'm much more in, excited to talk about this upcoming week. I think I sent you a text like, I wouldn't be too fooled about anything we see against Purdue. You did say that. Um, so I don't want to uh, spend too much time on it other than, hey, they did exactly what you know they should have done. Yep. Uh, they you know didn't fall into that Purdue trap, if that's a thing. I think we were all just kind of still shell-shocked by what happened, whatever, how many years ago that was. 2018, yeah. Um, yeah, they uh, took care of business, um, and now we're moving on. I mean, I don't think we need to rehash any of that okay. other than the fact that um, and I think it'll come up on, on this conversation. I think we have a running back, uh, not debate, but there's like, I think everyone's clamoring for a little bit more, uh, Dallin Hayden's number so five, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I, I think I, I totally agree. CP, any, any thoughts you want to share about last week's win over Purdue? Uh, you know, not really. I mean, I, as I, I mean, it's what I expected, um, I pretty much like I don't know like I will allude to this later, but I'm like pretty dialed in on those uh, score predictions. <laughs> Even though they didn't get up to fifty, they got up to forty-one and held them to like under ten. Yeah, they did. Yep, they. Uh, although I, I don't know if you can claim your score prediction was close on this one. It was the week before though. You were you're only four points off. Oh, but... what did I have? Fifty-three to ten. <laughs> you had something like fifty-three or something, but. Uh, you, I, I thought it was like 32 I, to 4. It was something really wrong. <laughs> yours was 32 to 4? I wouldn't No, yours was. Me. No. Um, um, oh. But I, you know what? I am happy with... Uh, I, you know what? I like Kyle McCord. I'm going to say it like I've said it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason he stayed in this program. The kid's got... Like, he's got game, man. Yeah. And he's he, only going to get better. And he was good against Purdue, I really thought. Uh, and, and also, he was uh, victimized by a handful of uncharacteristic drops. Otherwise, I think his numbers would have been better. Um, oh, Harrison, like three of them. Yeah, which is unusual for him. But uh, but no, I, look, they managed, Ohio State managed to avoid what I thought was a game that had upset potential. And I thought it definitely had like, I had the slogometer uh, set to 10 on, the, on, the, on that game. I thought it was going to be a slog for Ohio State with Ibuka out, you know, Henderson out, Mayan uh-huh, Williams. But they managed to they managed to play really, really well in spite of that. They got off to a faster start in this game, which is really, really good to see. And obviously they're going to need to do that again this weekend against Penn State. 
All right, well then let's turn our attention to number three, Ohio State against number six, Penn State in Columbus this Saturday. The game is a noon Eastern kick, sorry PBH, on Fox Boo. with Two Gus. Poles on the this is scarlet out, everyone. <laughs> Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt will be on the call. Of course, the line is Ohio State. The line is Ohio State minus four. The over-under is 46 and a half. Last time I checked, that is. Now, this is going to be the 38th meeting between these two schools. Ohio State leads the all-time series 24-13. to The Buckeyes have won 16 of the last 20 in this series, and they've won six in a row. And that includes a 44-31 victory in Happy Valley last year. Penn State's last win in this series was 2016, boys. That was in Happy Valley. And that was the last time they actually won the Big Ten, 2016. Penn State's last win in the Horseshoe was 2011, which was the Tattoo Gate season with Luke Fickle as interim head coach. Now, James Franklin's teams almost always take the Buckeyes down to the wire. We remember the back-to-back one-point victories for the Buckeyes in 2017 and 2018. Penn State held double-digit fourth-quarter leads in both of those games. And last year, Penn State held a 21-16 fourth-quarter lead with nine minutes to play before JT Tuimolo went crazy, forced two Sean Clifford turnovers in the quarter, including a pick-six to help the Buckeyes pull away. By the way, that was probably the greatest single-game performance by an Ohio State defensive player I've ever seen. Ever. Ever, yeah. I mean, maybe even better than anything Chase Young did back in the 2019 season. So, fellas, why don't we start with the marquee matchup in this game, which is the Penn State defense against the Ohio State offense. And i got a few numbers I want to share with you before we dive into this and, and get your opinions. Now, Penn State comes into this game ranked number one nationally in total defense, defensive yards per play, and pass defense. They're second nationally in quarterback sacks with 27. They average four and a half sacks a game. They're second nationally in scoring defense, allowing only eight points per game. They're third nationally against the run. They're 10th nationally in tackles for loss. They average eight and a half tackles per loss per game. And they're tied for 15th nationally in forcing turnovers. They average two turnovers a game. Uh, Finally, they are number one nationally in opponent scrimmage plays of 10 yards or more. So, guys, statistically speaking, it's hard to envision a better defense than this one. I mean, defenses that pressure the quarterback and create turnovers as well as this one usually have to live with allowing a certain number of explosive plays. Um, you know, that's the trade-off Jim Knowles has been known to make. Uh, but not, not this defense. Not so far. Um, however, it is worth mentioning. The national total offense rankings of the FBS opponents Penn State has faced so far. West Virginia, 79th. Illinois, 85th, Iowa, 133rd. That's dead last in the FBS. And Northwestern, 122nd. And then finally, Massachusetts is 89th. Guys, UMass, I mean, I'd be stunned if they are actually among the top 89 offenses in the country. (laughs) The Minutemen are 1-7. The Minutemen are 1-7. They've lost seven in a row. So just a little food for thought there while we're talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iowa is way worse. Yes. Think about that. Somehow, Iowa is way worse. Oh, my God. Um, so, it, you know, as we're looking at this unbeatable, unslayable Penn State defense, I, I do think we, we need to consider the competition. Now, a few names to watch on this Penn State defense. They have a rotation of three really good edge rushers, Chop Robinson, Adisa Isaac, and Danny Dennis Sutton. 
Isaac leads them with five sacks. Chop Robinson is second with three. Also, keep an eye on junior cornerback Kalen King. He's a really good player, and he's probably going to be blanketed all over Marvin Harrison Jr. in this game. Although, you would think his PFF grade would be a little higher than it is. His overall grade is only 66.8. His coverage grade is only 64.1. He's only got one pass breakup and no interceptions. Maybe it's because opposing offenses don't throw at him, but... I, I thought that was interesting that King's PFF grade was was so low. So, PBH, I'm going to kick this over to you. What will you be looking for when Ohio State has the ball against the Penn State defense? So, I, I, I think we should anticipate it's going to be tough sledding for us to run the ball. Oh, um, yeah. Just their, their defensive front is great. So, or supposedly great. Um, just by what you hear, I couldn't give you any anecdotal. I haven't watched Penn State play a single down this this year um i did also hear that both their corners that um they're nfl caliber guys so what i'm looking for is so it it drives me crazy we don't know if abuka is going to play um Mm -hmm. but abuka and harrison versus their two dbs i don't i and i i I remember when we were talking about the Georgia game last year and you're like, eh, it's going to be really hard for us to run the ball. It's going to be really hard for us to run the ball this week. Yeah. So how is day going to play it? And then I think if those corners are, you know, NFL caliber guys, then that's the matchup to look for. And then my X factors in this two games are going to be Xavier Johnson and Kate Stover, hmm. because I don't expect us to do much r- running the ball. Um, that's just pretty much well documented. This, you know, I don't think that's going to change for us this year. I don't care who the running back is. So if, if if Abuka and and uh, Harrison have trouble, then you know, then I I would anticipate Day making adjustments in the game, and Xavier Johnson and Cade Stover, you know, and I don't think we're going to have to make you know five massive plays to win this game. Make three or four, and that's probably enough to get us over the over the hump. Okay, I like it. CP, how about you? What, what are you going to be looking for when Ohio State has the ball against this Penn State juggernaut defense? Well, I mean, let's not get crazy about the juggernaut shit. Like, I mean, I feel like that's kind of like, I mean, I, you know, like I, I saw a couple things today. Like, I mean, they, they look good. Like, but, and, and let's just go back to UMass real quick, though. Like, you're talking about Marcus Camby and Julius Irving? Oh, that's, that's hoops. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wrong podcast. But, oh, yeah. Sorry, college basketball. Um, it's, you know, it, I think that's going to be fine. My biggest concern, like, it, as it's been the last, like, two to three weeks, I think you guys can, like, agree um, that we've mentioned this, like, more than a, a handful of occasions is the offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think if the offensive line, you know, controls the game, trenches, I mean, we, I will pretty much be able to do anything. And, like, you know, I think there's going to be some players outside of, you know, the obvious, Cade Stover and Xavier Johnson. But you know what? Who's been balling out, like, is Fleming. Fleming's been, like, throwing some sweet blocks. Mm-hmm. He's made a couple really sweet catches, man. Like, he has uh, a lot of I dirty work, like, doesn't he? Uh, Fleming, he, does, man. he he really does. I res- totally respect his game for that. Like yeah. you mentioned him as a blocker, um, and he's a Pennsylvania kid. Could yeah, he? Man, he was like, yeah. like remember, he was like a like higher rate. He was the number one over in Jigba like that that year. And like mm-hmm. you know, he just got like plagued with injuries and shit. And 
like I mean the kid like I give him a hell of a lot of like you know props for sticking around the program but he's like he looks you know he's gonna be he'll be in the NFL yeah well he dude he had a lot of offers to go to the Canadian Football League so I yeah, I give him props <laughs> too for sticking around <laughs> I, I think he's got a brighter future than that. But yeah, I mean, certainly the production ha- did not has not matched the hype of the player that he was when he came in. He was the number one yeah. overall player in his class. But I do respect the type of player that he's become. Right? He's not. He's willing to do the dirty work. He's a uh, he's a, a good leader. I think for that offense. And who knows? Maybe he's got a play or two in this game as a as a Pennsylvania kid against the home state team. Uh, CP, got anything else you want to share about this matchup? Um, you know what? I, at the end of the day, not really. I mean, let's go out and like let's let's play some ball. Let's not like you know. All right. Do what you're there. Franklin's one and eight against the Buckeyes. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's Seattle, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. One and nine. <laughs> I'm with you on on the concerns of the offensive line, and and I really think that's the key to this game. Can the offensive line hold up against Chop Robinson, Adisa Isaac, Danny Dennis Sutton? Now, according to PFF, the Penn State defense has generated 157 quarterback pressures. I already mentioned they're you know among the country's leaders in sacks. And for context, Ohio State's defense has only generated 96 quarterback pressures compared to 157 for Penn State. Um, but the Ohio State offensive line has actually been Ohio State offensive line has actually been pretty good in pass protection uh, this season, much better than than run blocking, I think. And the tackles in particular, Fryer and Simmons are both grading pretty well in pass blocking. Fryer's pass blocking grade is 81.2 for the season. Simmons is 72.5 and he has yet to allow a sack. Simmons does. So, you know, now I don't know if those grades exactly match what our eyes have told us about the offensive line through six games, but uh, I was surprised to see that those grades are as high as they are. And I think they actually have been pretty good at pass blocking. Uh, and you know, and this is also, by the way, where we find out if Ohio State pays the ultimate price for the latter day sins of Greg Stardrawa. <laughs> I mean, you know, having to pull your starting left tackle out of the portal from San Diego State during the offseason should never be the plan at Ohio State. But look, that's where no. we are. That's the position the program found itself in. So we'll see if Simmons and Fryer can hold up. That's a big matchup. Now, I thought the offensive line held up pretty well against a, a good Purdue pass rush, a very productive I agree, Purdue Zach. pass I, rush, I, I right? Agree. Didn't you think? Um, I now, think I agree. Yeah. Before had time back there, man. Yeah, I thought they did a good job against that Purdue pass rush. Now, I'm hopeful they can level up. They're going to have to level up, no doubt about it, that offensive line in of this course. matchup. If they can draw at least a stalemate with the Penn State pass rushers in that game, I think that could be enough. You just can't let you can't let the Penn State pass rushers dominate the game because that's the path right. to victory for Penn State. I think is if you let those defensive ends just go off and they they control the game. Uh, now, but if Ohio State can do I- that. They, right? If they can draw a stalemate, I think I, I love our chances in this game. Paige, just to your point, secondly, you know, will Emeka Ibuka and Trey Henderson play? It's hard to make a pick on this game without knowing their status. Ibuka especially. Now, we won't know yeah. if either are going to play until a couple hours before kickoff. We remember how huge Ibuka was against Notre Dame with the Irish bracketing Marvin Harrison Jr. all night. And in the last two matchups between these teams, Trey Henderson delivered big plays in the run game that were absolutely huge. He had a 41-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter of last year's game that gave the Buckeyes the lead for good. And then back in 2021, Henderson popped a like a 68-yard run that set up an, a TD in that game. Also, Why do you of, think he hasn't played the last couple of weeks? Well, he's he's injured. And you know, well, no, like I mean, he could have played. Like I mean, they're just like he's waiting for like throw him in for Penn State. I hope so. I hope so. I don't believe. I, I know they say yeah. he could have played, but I don't believe a fucking word. 
Ryan Day or the yeah, program says I, about injuries. I agree, but like, don't kid yourself. He's going to be re- like playing on I, Saturday. I, I hope you're right. I mean, but how can we say that, CP? How can we say that with any certainty with this guy? Just um, because of what you just said prior to this, like conversation right here. Like right, so, the, so the ball, actually, how he's balled out against Penn State. Yeah. So, so I actually agree with both of you. But what's the more logical thing that happens is that he does play, but then he gets hurt in the second quarter. <laughs> That's that is tip. No, is, is what, yeah. what's happening? No, I'm just saying. No, dude, you can't. I'm not being a hater. I'm saying that's what's happened multiple, multiple times. Do of we course, need him? dude? And yes. like the same. Do, shit did they hold him like out from Penn other, State? Like, yes. Play the whole fucking game, or, or and, and be productive, yeah. Trey. Yeah. Right? That's what we're you know. It's right. Not so well, like the, you're in the lineup. The side of make that, some like... plays, bro. All right. Well, so I I will take whatever I, what I can get from that. Trey Henderson. But what do you I, mean? I, I would think I, I I just I I I have no faith in Henderson when it comes to his health, and I will be ecstatic if he's on the field and he can be a productive well, can player you in this guys game. Just for once, like just give some positive eyes because you know what? At the beginning, like when we first before we Dude, get this, our first pod, this you isn't both were the, like, oh, this isn't the South Stands you. kumbaya that we're right. you know like. <laughs> Just hey, dude, I just got it straight in from the beating team, right? that like, fucking Henderson will start and get 150 yards. Oh, boy. Well, I'd love that. Straight I, from the BDB. Okay. Page. Great. Well, while, while we're on the topic of Done. running backs, you know, enter Dallin Hayden potentially. We'll see. It looks good, man. Solid. Yeah. But what I loved about what we saw from Dallin Hayden last week against Purdue, and I think he could give Ohio State in this game on Saturday, is the ability to just run north-south, hit the hole with, with you know, a decent amount of burst. And he, he tends to be able to squeeze every yard out of every carry. And I think there's a role for him. Now, the big critique of, of Hayden, and there was a highlight or low-light package of Hayden's uh, really bad pass blocking Miller. against Purdue that I saw circulating on, on Twitter. So, you know, you probably have to use him in, in measured doses in this game. You probably don't want to ask him to pass block, but I think there's definitely a role for Dallin Hayden in this offense. There should be. And I think they could use him for sure on Saturday. What do you think PBH? It's the greatest mystery in the last year and a half of high state football. I don't know what to make of it. I actually saw what you're just referring to and he missed some, you know, uh, you know, assignments in, right. in pass blocking. I think, you know, if, if Ryan Day, you're that smart, then, you know, it, it doesn't, if, if it's an obvious passing down, then put the other guy in, right? Yeah, right. But, I, you know, who knows? And again, I don't want to get into, you know, because everybody in the world in Buckeye Nation that I've listened to is like, they don't understand why this guy's not playing, right? Yeah. And that he's probably their best back. And yes, maybe he misses some assignments in pass blocking. Um, and maybe that's the reason why Day's not playing him. I don't really have any good answers for it other than that. But I would think if he, if it's, you could mix up the play calling, right? So that when it is third and eight, then he's not the back in there. Mm-hmm. But on first down, second down, if, you know, and, you know, not the hate on Trey because he's going to start and he's going to play. And if he's just plowing into the middle of the line because that's where the play is designed to go and we're, you know, mid second quarter, third quarter, and we're seeing the same thing over and over, I think you have to give the kid a look. Um, but I thought he would do that against Georgia. He didn't. I hope he does. I hope, I actually hope it doesn't even matter and Trey just goes off. That would be phenomenal. But I think Hayden, everyone sees what he does when he gets the ball. So if it's if it's a close game, I, I would expect to see him have 
uh, carries and an impact in the second half of the game. I, I agree. I think he has to have a role. I think he can give you a spark. I'm not saying give him 30 carries in this game. I'm not saying start him, but I think he's a nice complement to, you know, to to the other two backs, Henderson and and train him. Right. I think he's he gives you something that's kind of in the middle between the two. So I think he has to. It's look. It's all hands on deck in the run game. You're running at a national championship, so. You know, this is a kid who can give you something. He's he's shown you that he can give you something real in the run game. He did it last year against Maryland. He did it, you know, last week against Purdue. So I think there's a role. One other thing I'm going to be looking for is, you know, Kyle McCord. Look, he cannot stumble out of the gates as he did against Maryland two weeks ago and as he's done several other times this year. Because, uh, you know, we can't have a couple three and outs because what Penn State is going to try, and we're going to look at this when we look at the Penn State offense, Penn State, they're really good at getting teams off the field defensive or getting them their defense off the field, and then they love to run clock. They are going to try to grind clock and limit the possessions for the Ohio State offense. There was a, there was a text from Doug Maurice I shared with you guys earlier this week. He spoke to a Penn State insider there, a guy who covers the team. He said there is one weakness uh, with the Penn State defense, and that is the interior of the defensive line. So there may be some room to run there. And Ohio State is going to have to try to run. They're going to have to stay somewhat committed to the run. you got to keep that defense honest. I, I think they should definitely try to throw it more than they run it, but you do have to be somewhat of a threat. Um, so I think they'll, I look for them to test the interior of that defensive line for Penn State. Last thing I want to point to, and Chad, you're going to like this because this is more on the positive tip. Uh, if we look at the last six quarters – from the Ohio State offense, so that's from the halftime of the Maryland game through last week's win at Purdue, the offense seems to have found its groove. 68 points and 726 yards of offense over that six-quarter stretch, and Kyle McCord over that stretch, 27 of 42 for 470 yards and five passing touchdowns. I understand it's Maryland and Purdue. Oh, it's got a tangle in my body. <laughs> I understand it's Maryland and Purdue, and the Penn State defense is a different animal, but that's the best I think Ohio State has looked offensively so far is over their last six quarters of play. All right, PBH, anything else you want to share about this matchup of the Ohio State offense against the Penn State defense before we flip it around? Yeah, I'll flip it around. All right, let's flip it around and have a look at the Penn State offense against the Ohio Liberty. State defense. I got a few numbers I want to share with you guys, as always. Now, Penn State comes into this game ranked 43rd nationally in total offense. They're 79th in offensive yards per play at 5.53. But against FBS opponents, it's only 5.16 yards per play. Penn State is also 79th in passing offense. And the Penn State offense is led by Ohio product sophomore Drew Aller. Aller comes into this game with 12 touchdown passes to no interception. Uh, but he's only completing 61% of his passes for 6.7 yards per attempt against Power 5 opponents. And most of his touchdown passes are of the dink and dunk variety. For example, against Iowa, Aller threw four touchdown passes, but none of them traveled further than 10 yards. The Penn State offense also comes into this game 129th nationally in scrimmage plays of 20-plus yards. Um, now, their best receiver is Keandre Lambert-Smith, who comes into this game averaging 13 yards per reception with three touchdown catches and 402 receiving yards. After Lambert-Smith, there's a huge drop-off in production. Tight end Theo Johnson is their second-leading receiver with only 167 yards receiving. Guys, I don't think there are any Parker Washingtons or Jahan Dotsons in this group of receivers for the oh, Nittany Lions. Man, that guy gives me nightmares. Yeah, but Parker Washington, too. Now, the identity of this Penn State offense is the run game. 
They run it about 58% of the time. They're 16th nationally in rushing offense, but that's a volume stat because they're all the way down at 53rd nationally in yards per attempt at 4.55. And if you adjust it for power five competition, the Penn State run game is only averaging 3.85 yards per attempt. 3.85 yards per attempt against Power 5 competition. This is their fucking identity. You're running the ball almost 60% of the time, and against Power 5 opponents, you only average 3.85 yards per attempt. Now, running backs Catron Allen and Nicholas Singleton, who had huge freshman campaigns last season, both appear to be in sophomore slumps. Singleton in particular. I believe Singleton has been a little nicked up this season, though, but he hasn't missed any action for Penn State. He's only averaging 4.1 yards per carry. That's down from 6.8 a year ago. His longest yard run from scrimmage this year is only 19 yards. Um, Allen hasn't That's been crazy. Like last yeah. year, was like everybody's like, "Oh, this kid's like the Heisman." Top he was last great. Year. He was great last yeah. year. Ran for over a thousand yards. Yeah. Allen hasn't been much better. He's only averaging 4.8 yards per attempt this season, which is also down slightly from last year for him. And his longest run from scrimmage is only 18 yards. Now, Allen and Singleton, they weren't huge factors in last year's game. I don't know if you guys remember that. Only 76 yards on 12 carries in a short touchdown run for Allen. Only 45 yards on 14 carries for Singleton. So let me sum this up for you guys, and then Paige, I'm going to kick this to you. Again, against Power 5 opponents, Penn State is only averaging 5.16 yards per play. 3.85 yards per carry in the run game. Drew Aller's only completing 61% of his passes. And this is a guy who doesn't who doesn't often throw beyond like 10 or 15 yards. And he's only averaging 6.7 yards per pass attempt. They're 129th in the FBS in scrimmage plays at 20 plus yards. And let me remind you, those power five opponents, those stats came against West Virginia, Illinois, Iowa, and Northwestern. PVH, I'm going to kick this to you. Give me a few thoughts on the matchup of Penn State's offense against the Ohio State defense. It, it, I, I, I felt like... Like I was a fish and there was some lure in the lake and you're trying to lead people <laughs> <laughs> to say that uh, we're not believers. Um, and I'm, I'm very inclined to to go with that. Um, I, I guess I would just say, like, if I'm going to look for matchups, right, like their offense, our offense against their defense, it's going to be a battle, yeah. right? Um, and they're going to win some, we're going to win some, you know, there's a distinct advantage for our defense against their offense. And I think that's, what's going to carry the day. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was listening to the podcast and they had the Penn state beat writer on and she's like, Oh, Alar, he's special. And, and, and there was this narrative, like that the reason why that they haven't really, you know, thrown the ball down the field or really, you know, done things is because they've been saving for this game or I mean, come on. they haven't had oh. to. And it, it, I, I was actually <laughs> thinking to myself, like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, right? Like one and so eight. Gonna, come on. So, but, but even like, let's just hypothetically play that out. Like, even if that was the case, right. You're going to say, well, we were going to wait until we're in Columbus against the top four or foe before we really open up the playbook. Right. Like, I hate that thing. Like we're holding things back yeah, uh, and just wait because we're going to explode. And I'm like, there's no coach in the history of football that I've ever heard that would do that. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, th- I think, you know, matchups and I, you know, who knows, but I like our defense against their offense. Yeah. Sure. Are they going to make some plays and score some points? Absolutely. That's college football today. 
you're not going to shut anybody completely down. They've got, you know, but but they don't have a Dotson like you you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, at the end of the at, at the end of the game at you know two o'clock, I I expect our defense to you know do what they've been doing, and and especially. Um, you know, Knowles, right? Like if this is the game where don't sell out, right? And make yeah. them <laughs> drive the field, this is it, right? Yeah. And it would be ironic if like something went wrong and like they, you know, they they, they busted off like, you know, three plays for over 50 yards, but I doubt that's going to happen. And if Penn State can, you know, drive the field, you know, four or five times and score touchdowns, then guess what? You deserve to win the game. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. All right. CP, how about you? Give us a few thoughts on this matchup. The way I see this is like Cody Simon, the kid's been balling out, man. It's time to get uh, Steel Chambers out. Our defensive backs, I, I feel like majority of the time, but I need you to like, turn around and look at the ball sometime, boys. You know, mm-hmm. um, they got wheels. They can place a ball. Denzel Burke. I mean, come on, let's go. I, I hope mean, he I plays. Think, he got hurt against Purdue. I know. Like, yeah. what do you think? It was an ankle, right? Yeah. Well, we don't know, actually. We don't know. I don't know what happened exactly, but uh, he's, he's in Germany getting stem cells. Still, I'm right told. <laughs> yeah. For all we know. Hopefully he plays. I mean, um, I like I like their depth at corner, but yeah, you, you want all hands on I deck for a game Williams, like this. Man, like that kid is. A, yeah, he's that playing kid's, really well. He's a stud. Tyler yes. Williams, um, Jack Sawyer's starting to play some ball. Um, Mike Hall, I, I've seen him. Like he, uh, I feel like he's kind of a like a quiet leader on that team. He was like all fired up last week after a couple plays over on the sidelines. Um, I, I like this defense, man. They're coming together as a unit, I think. And there's, uh, you know, although I need to get copper, like on the sidelines and get steel chambers. You're not a steel chambers fan. Yeah. He struggled the last couple of weeks. Yeah. It's nice. He's got another experienced linebacker that he trusts Knowles. I'm speaking of and, and Cody Simon, um, and it, they may end up giving uh, Penn State some three linebacker looks, actually, if they're going to go heavy and, and run the ball. That's what Penn State wants to do, right? They run the ball about 60% of the time. Um, I personally don't see how, how a Penn State scores more than 10 points in this game and with that offense, unless the Ohio State offense turns the ball over sometimes, like it, gives them short fields. Now, the one thing the Penn State offense does very well is they convert their red zone opportunities into touchdowns. Penn State is third nationally in that statistic. But guys, I think Penn, the Penn State offense, and I said this over text to you guys, I think this offense might be low-key bad. I mean, especially if we're applying a <laughs> national championship standard here. This is not Trace McSorley, Saquon Barkley, Chris Godwin, Mike Gusecki. Like that, those offenses that we saw, you know, circa 2016, 2017, the last time they won the Big Ten. I mean, those offenses had real explosive capabilities. Now, Ohio State and Jim Knowles, they do have to stay disciplined. And PBH, you referenced this. They they can't get carried away blitzing and taking unnecessary risks. These are still good players we're talking about on Penn State, on Big Ten athletes. But I feel like we might see Penn State try to take a page out of Notre Dame's book, try to hold the ball, drain the clock. I mean, James Franklin's wet dream in this game would be two second-half touchdown drives like the ones Notre Dame had that drained mm-hmm. 14 minutes off the game clock. You guys remember that? So, yeah. Yeah. And it was so was, frustrating. I, I we think were, I was there. <laughs> we were there and I was sitting there under my breath all the time. Make a play. Someone make a play. So I don't think Knowles can be content to let that happen in this game, though, PBH. He's going to have to take a few more calculated risks to get his defense off the field, I think. You can't just let Penn State, you know, take the air out of the football. So, um, PBH, I'm going to kick this back to you. Any other thoughts on this matchup you want to share? 
No, I just hope Burke plays, right? I mean, we yeah. have some huge question marks from the inju- injury side, especially yeah. with Buka. But um, yeah, if, if Burke's in the lineup, and even if he's not, I mean, dude, I, I mean, it's hard I to like say our depth. That, that Matthews flashes. So, yeah. you know, we'll probably still be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, dude, and I, I think it's going to be, uh, they'll, they'll be better than what, you know, they've showed thus far uh offensively but so i'm not quite as bullish as you are like that they couldn't score more than 10 points but i do like the matchup overall our offense versus their our defense versus their offense okay yeah you're probably right about that cp how about you any other thoughts you want to share on this matchup before we move to our concernometer scores i just want some uh I, i want something out of our special teams man Huh. Like one, like like you know what I mean? Like yeah. take away like the I'm talking about like you know, like a run back, like yeah. run, like the kickoff return. Like it's I mean, been I don't non-existent mean like yard, but like give me like 40, 50 yard. Like, you know, some punt return, maybe you know, like who knows? Like let's not get too crazy, but but I, that's that's what I'd like to see a little bit more. I, I'd love to see that too, Parker Fleming. You know, why don't you earn your money your post as a you know dedicated special teams coach i'd love to see that as well Fleming Um, parker (laughs) (laughs) all right guys let's fire up the concernometer pvh i want to start with you give us a concernometer score for this game i'm an eight i think i i I think i'm I'm not going to fall into the same trap that i fell into notre dame thinking that they don't you know we just have more talent i think penn state has a lot of talent on that team um and i'm not you know i I, it's always a close game right like i think if we go back and if we went back in the archives and listened to to these podcasts right like (laughs) there's been multiple times where we've all been like yeah it's going to be a blowout right and you know and even last year right i mean i had no idea i mean i remember the game but jtt took it over but it was what a four-point game in the fourth quarter. They were losing with nine minutes to go in the game. Ohio State was. That's crazy. Yeah. And then we ended up winning by almost twenty, oh. almost covering. But it. So I'm. I'm. You know, they've got athletes. It's going to be a battle. Um, and so, uh, yeah, concern me is solid eight. Solid eight. That's fair. CP, how about you? So I'm going to go like five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right. I love it. Um, I'm at seven and a half. This Penn State defense, I think, is legit. And Ohio State is banged up. Egbuka, Henderson, Burke. I'm worried about the Ohio State offensive line holding up against the pass rush, the Penn State pass rush. Um, But if it can, I think Ohio State could win this game somewhat comfortably. Uh, or certainly by a larger margin than what there most go, what most Z. people would 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 expect, uh, you know. Digging into these offensive numbers for Penn State just now, I mean, it's brought me down a point point and a half on the concernometer. You um, convinced yourself, I love it. So, so yeah. it's just like who or what really scares you about this Penn State offense? That's what I keep coming back to. So I'm at seven and a half on the concernometer. Okay, fellas, let's get to some score predictions. PVH, I'm going to start with you. What's your score prediction? Yeah, I'm all over the map on this game, to be honest with you. And it's funny listening to you talk. And I know it's like you're, you're trying to convince <laughs> me otherwise, but I'm not going to fall into the trap. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. This is what I was thinking. Before yeah. the Purdue game, uh-huh. um, you know, it, we were, what, 5-0. and And I was thinking, you know, in, in the, those five games, they've really only played like two good quarters, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And after the Purdue game, you know, okay, so you could make the argument that it's now up to six to seven. And so is that because they're maturing? They're, they're you know, uh, it was a young team, McCord and stuff like that. So I do kind of feel a little bit better about that. Yeah. Um, that the, the team is progressing and, you know, they didn't sleepwalk in the first half quick start like you mentioned against purdue yeah um but i still think it's going to be a very close game it always is yep. usually yeah it's 60 of the time uh works every time uh so <laughs> i'm going to say buckeyes 24 20 24 20 ohio state okay i like it cp how about you i'm just going to say let's hear yours first but you know what that's not how it works <laughs> i will go buckeyes 38 Nittany cubs 23 38 23 wow you're th- that would be an offensive explosion given you know both of these the way both of these defenses have been playing 38 23 i like it i got ohio state 20 penn state 9 the buckeyes are the more complete team wow they have the more explosive offense i think they have the best player in this game marvin harrison jr i think they have the better quarterback and they're the more talented team, objectively speaking. If you look at the 24-17 talent composite, Ohio State is third. Penn State is 13th. So it's not really particularly close. And I think the Buckeyes have the better head coach. James Franklin is 0-9 on the road against top 10 teams. He's 1-11 against top 5 teams. He's 1-8 against Ohio State. Is there a path of victory for Penn State? Of course. The outcome might very well hinge on a single mistake, a turnover. I think Ohio State's experience from the Notre Dame game will serve them well here. And so come on, Buckeyes, you have the better team. Go out and be the better team in your stadium on Saturday. That's the way I see it. This game needs to be over by like the beginning of the fourth quarter. (laughs) Well, I'd love that. I I tend to think it's going to be very, very tight. You know, the way I see this, Ohio State 20 to 9, I could see it being tight. Maybe Buckeyes tack on a late score. To make it a little more comfortable than at the than, end of the day, it's all that matters. I don't care if there's three minutes left. I mean, my heart will like you know be, be a little bummed out about that, but just get to get the win, man. Yeah. At home, my bold there, prediction there is even be a, like a like a, a, any doubt. My bold prediction is they hold Penn State out of the end zone, hold them to three field goals. That what? is a bold. I <laughs> love that. Well, I mean, I was actually thinking a touchdown and a safety because that is a plausible <laughs> path. It is. You know, one other thing I want to say about this. Wouldn't be the week. Which Ryan Day are we going to get in this game? Are we going to get the tight sphincter Ryan Day, the guy who just, no, you know, dude, or are we going to get the out. let it rip Ryan Day against Georgia? He's It'll be interesting. He's Thunderdome now, dude. He's out there. I, I hope so. I mean, if that to me is the next evolution of Ryan Day, it, when he can really connect emotionally with his players and, and bring out, you know, bring out that emotion in them like Urban Meyer used to yeah, in big they, games, right? That's the next evolution of Ryan Day. I'm not unreal, sure he's man. there yet, seen, but man. You given Alfred the business last week? I, I saw that. I saw that. And oh, I, I did. Oh, dude, I, I love his fire, man. There's like, there's there's a fire there. Yeah. I think that's, he's going to this all the way through until February. <laughs> What's hilarious about that to me, though, is that'll be the next thing that Ryan hangs his hat on. It's like, we're not tough, right? And so then maybe, <laughs> you know, he's going to ruminate on that for the next, I don't know, six years and then be like, what do you mean I'm I'm not invested in this game or what what <laughs> like you think I don't care about every single game or you know I I don't know like I I agree with what you're saying maybe at some level but then I'm also like wait he, he's also trying to win every single game 
And just because he lets it rip, like, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. I, don't, I, and well, I, I, know exa- I know exactly what you're saying. I'm not I'm trying to be argumentative. Like never well, no, I, 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 think, I think when he's not letting yeah, it rip and he's... Inside. No, when he's not letting rip and he's, and he's coaching tight... It's the the Michigan game last year. Yeah. It's it's the Big Ten championship in 2020 against Northwestern. It's because we have seen him turtle up at times and coach tight not to lose. And um, you know, I I would just love it if we could somehow see the next evolution of Ryan Day in this game and he can really tap into the emotion of it because we so, see him fight. He's fiery on the sidelines, but there's yeah. something not translating to his players. Uh, it, it, you know, from game to game, because they don't always come out and play with a, a fire and, and dude, emotion. I, I, I totally agree. Well, I understand what you're saying, but you, you're you also completely on record that Jim Knowles blew that game against Michigan. And yeah. it really probably had nothing to do with how Ryan Day was coaching it. And had they executed in the red zone, we'd have never been in that that position. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, and I do think there's a, a level of, right, you coach to how the game is going right yeah. i mean who knows like it might I be really and, you know rainy you know so that's true that's you know, true it's, it's not like he can just rip it in the superdome because you know right. you're on a artificial turf and there's not a whiff of wind in the air so i i understand implicitly what you're saying i also kind of i i, I shake my head or tilt my head and i say, feel well, i don't quite get it i feel zach that uh pvh is like Kind of given a little Ryan Day love, maybe like it <laughs> sounds to me. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like yeah. the guy deserves a ton of credit. I read today he's thirty-five and zero against the rest of the Big Ten. He has yeah. two losses. They're against Michigan. Guess what? That was a good team, you know. So yeah. And on on the other side, I do think he's still learning, right? I mm-hmm. mean, we're, we're right. five, right? So right. to your point, Zach, maybe there are some things that he is doing that we're not privy to our eyes don't see our ears don't hear mm-hmm. um and and he's figuring it out urban was the master of getting his teams up and winning close games i think that's the key is mm-hmm. to win the close games and yeah. urban was just amazing at doing that how he did it i have no freaking idea yeah i know and then earlier this season with that that same kind of win against Notre Dame. I think yeah. that's where maybe yeah, the that might be it. That he might yeah. have completely turned the corner. Yeah, I just I guess what I I, I want to see. Uh, you know, last week we saw him pull out some new wrinkles against Purdue. Right, more gap scheme right. bro- blocking. We saw the red zone package with Devin Brown. By the way, I didn't even ask you guys about that. I, I'm not a huge fan uh, of that. I, I don't. I, I personally would rather yeah, just get, the, like the red zone but, shit. And I got, but. I mean, I give him high marks for creativity and yeah, trying something new because they needed a spark in the red zone. So it's things like that. He doesn't always go to his bag of tricks in big games. Um, sometimes he does, oh. as he did against Georgia. Sometimes he doesn't. So um, I, I just so, want... So pause there. Okay. So we <laughs> didn't talk about that. I did kind of like it. Okay. Do we see that this weekend? Yes or no? Gun to your head. So it's 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 first and goal from the within the 10 yard line will you see Devin Brown in the no game? we will not because that fumble when he crossed the I goal disagree. line yes, that fumble will. when he crossed the goal line sealed their fate in this game they can ill afford I'm, to screw around in the red zone against this Penn State I defense say yes, CP, what PBH, say? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like go like lean on his side because I mean that I think that they they're going. Do I prefer? You know, I hate the number thirty three to QB man. Like I, I, it makes me cringe. But 
do I think I, I agree with Paige. I think we will see that at some mm. point, like in this game. And I, I think it's going to be like a little closer inside, like maybe like the six or five. But yeah. He better not we'll fumble the it. fucking ball crossing the goal line. I mean, he had I, a hell of a throw, though, to Ennis, though. That was a hell Yeah, but well, he also had a yeah, throw in the red zone. be doing that again. Yeah, he also had a throw in the red yeah, zone. Okay, that would have been a pick I'm six just... going the other way if it was Penn State. Oh, so I, I just, I just, I personally he think fumbled. when it comes to the quarterback, the most important thing here is the okay. evolution of Kyle McCord. I do not think Devin Brown gives you much, you know, I don't think that he gives you much more athletically than Kyle I'm McCord. With... They're virtually the same athlete, in my opinion. You guys might be right, but I, I tell you that that turnover uh, just re- resonates with me, and they can ill afford I, against that defense that forces turnovers. And yeah, I don't know. One hundred percent agree with you there, Zach. I'm just basing this on like what day. Like I hope that that he's not going like he realizes and like think you know the way we are right now. But I I, I can't just because I think back. So that's why I agreed with Paige that I think he's going to like we'll mm-hmm. see him at some point, which yeah, I, I, I think, think we are. Ride McCord from beginning to end, like every week. And, and had he not, and he did fumble, so ifs and buts are candy and nuts, every day would be Christmas, but had he not fumbled that, it was effective, yeah. right? And and even if even if he just hands the ball off, right, it gives something Penn it gives Penn State defense something to think about. That's right? true. They had to prepare for it. Yeah. So um, I I I yeah I'm I'm firmly in the camp that you know he he will run that because it worked. Now yeah. the, it would be it would be great to see. So uh, I'm, okay, I'm excited for that. Great. Okay. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, hey, listen, I think we're in Vegas, baby. <laughs> oh, I'll be in Vegas. Anyone wants to meet me in Vegas, just tell me when. So you're, All right, there. PBH, you're going to be in Vegas for the game. You're going there to see you too. You're going to, uh, what, tomorrow night? You're going to spend the, the rest uh, of No, uh, Friday night. Oh, Friday, Friday night. night. Okay. You'll be yeah, watching the birthday, game. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Mama. You'll be, huh? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. Paige's yeah, mom. I, the question is, do I go to bed? That's the question. Yeah. You might want to get some rest. Yeah, for this yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. You're going to hate this even more because Dre's, you're going to Dre's after hours at 2 a.m. I don't want to do that. That's right. It's a 9 a.m. kick for you instead know, of a 10 a.m. kick. Oh, my really, God. Yeah. I mean, there, is oh, there no, any dude. chance? Here's the, here's the, here's the you question. You play through, and, bro. Uh, here, yeah, and all oh, the people man. that care about football, you can turn off now. But <laughs> there's no way I'm going to be in bed before, what, 3? 4. Yeah, 3.30. So, yeah. oh right. uh, nine o'clock. It is Vegas. No. It is Vegas. You gotta when in Rome, when in Vegas, you gotta yep. do as the Romans do. But that is a five say. star day. You got the Buckeyes, Penn State, and then you're going to see you two in the sphere, dude. It doesn't get much more five star than that. Yeah, it does not. And great weekend. That is that. A day, great right? weekend. Because then after that, I need to figure out who's DJing and then I'm going to the beach club. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Uh, well, thanks right, so much boys. for making the time. Why don't we wrap Love things you. up here for our listeners? I will Peace. be back on Sunday morning to recap Penn State. Then you can expect the, the three of us. The victory over Penn State. The victory over Penn State. All right. Then you can expect the three of us probably next Thursday to preview Ohio State's trip to Madison to play the Badgers. You've been listening to The South Stands, a Buckeye football podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and visit our website at southstandsosu.com.